to cheer. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's the Chanae Show. We are back. What's up, y'all? This is your home for hoops, all hoops. Because if you got game, you got game, period. All right, y'all. You can always watch the Chanae Show on Players TV and all over my YouTube channel. Before we get into it, I want to say thank you so much. Oh my goodness, episode one, so much love. First of all, 45,000 views on episode one, let's get it. And we are now over 2,000 subscribers. Yes, I know we started from the bottom, but but we here, we, we are out here. We are officially out here. And I got some gifts from the fans this morning. Wait, are these jello shots? Again, a big thank you. These fans are only here for college game day. Thank you so much for doing this, for being here. What a showcase of basketball. What a showcase of women's basketball. It's time to take the shot. Cheers. <laughs> the clip you just watched was from women's college game day. I literally just landed like from a flight last night and I'm here. I was in Blacksburg, Virginia. Which, by the way, the first time I was going, I was like, okay, where am I going? We were driving. I was looking at all of the Appalachian Mountains and stuff. But, wow. That was one of the best experiences I have ever had as a hooper, as a fan of the game. They showed out. The Hokies, it was a whole different level. Now, yes, we did end the show taking jello shots. I'm, again, sorry, Mom. Sorry, Dad. But, like... That was just the tone of the environment we were in, and I, I just had a blast. Okay, so for today's show, we are going into the big topics of court storming. We've seen two instances this college season where it posed a safety concern and created controversy, so to storm or not to storm. Also, Victor Webanyama just had a five by five game. Is he the next face of the NBA? And of course, we gotta give the people what they want. We are gonna do hot or not, and I'm really excited to talk Omale. If you don't know, don't worry, I'll catch you up. For the first big topic, I want to address whether the NCAA should ban storming the court. Now, this college basketball season, we've seen a couple of incidents where court storming by fans in the student section has posed a risk for players in college hoops. So we've seen two incidences this year of high profile players, Caitlin Clark and Duke's Kyle Filipowski, whom get caught up in fans in student sections storming the court. And that has created problems and it has created some controversy. The debate really started this year with Iowa's Caitlin Clark. After losing to Ohio State, she collided like this with a fan. Now, I know a lot of people were saying, oh, did she push off, whatever, but nonetheless, there was a collision, and look at that angle. This is the last thing that you want to see with the person that is considered the face of the women's game right now. And just a few days ago, Duke's Kyle Filipowski got caught up in this frenzy. He is a projected lottery pick, and just watch the different angles in which he's in a spin cycle and sprains his knee from storming the court. He even tweeted after that, something's gotta change. First things first, the last thing that we ever want is a player, any player, to get injured by fans storming the court. So make sure you remember that. Look, my personal point of view is that 
I think storming the court is awesome. I think it's something that the college space owns, particularly in basketball. I wouldn't want to remove it without trying to, in the first step, create safety measures where people are taken care of. The things that have to happen today, one, security needs to be upped all the way. After Caitlin Clark's incident at Ohio State, what did Iowa do? Well, they upped their security for themselves during road games. I think all schools need that, especially schools like Duke, right? And then two, Wake Forest announced that before their game, they had rehearsed protective measures just in case their fans stormed the court. Well, those protective measures were not good enough. So I think security needs to be increased. And I think both schools, both home and road, need to have policies or procedures in place to make sure everyone is safe. So one, I think that there needs to be a standard in which we make sure that security is on point and the players are taken care of. And two, I think, and this is very important here, that anyone that makes excessive contact with a player post game by storming the court, there's a penalty for that person. Meaning a fan, a student, if you make excessive contact, you're not looking at where that player is going to exit safely, we see these collisions, there's going to be a penalty. The penalty could be no longer able to attend games. Who knows if people want to do fines, but college kids can't handle fines. Nobody's got money in college. So I think there has to be a penalty in which we say, hey, this happened and you're no longer, this is what is going to deter this from moving forward. So look, I think it is hard to pre-plan in a basketball arena how to ensure no one slips past the security guard when everyone is literally rushing to storm the court. That's very difficult to plan. And you know why I know this? Because it's happened to me. Now, it wasn't storming the court, but when I, when I, when I was playing with my sister for the Sparks a couple years ago, there was a fan that literally sprinted at us during our post-game interview. It was nuts, y'all. My sister was talking, and Neck and I have this thing where we always exit the court together. The fan just made a beeline at us. And I remember looking, I was like, Neck is talking to Holly. I think it was Holly. And I was like, oh shoot, what is this sprinting at us? Like, oh my gosh, a fan is coming at us. Y'all, I had to put my hands up just in case I had, someone was gonna go down. I gotta protect me and my sis. And the good thing is security, by the time he got into our vicinity, he was, you know, neutralized. But for that second, like, I was worried and I was about to defend myself. My hands went up. I've never had to throw a punch in my life, y'all, and I was gonna throw one on national television. Like, what? They thought that that was someone I knew and come to find out, I believe that that person might have had, you know, some, I think maybe mental issues at, at, and was, yeah, living a little bit of a delusion because there was a note that he was carrying that was a love letter for me. Never have known that person in my life and I'm, and I'm hoping he's okay to this day. But yeah, like security, they need to be on point, but security guards are human and there's also a finite amount of them. And so making sure that, you know, schools, fans, they know that if I do so choose to run onto the floor, there are consequences, there are penalties. To me, that's important. But yeah, like it was literally on national television. So we, I go back to the locker room after this happens. I was like, Nugga, you like, you believe this? Can you believe this? And my phone's going crazy. Like, y'all good? Did y'all throw down? I was like, what are y'all talking about? Y'all saw that? But yeah, I'm, you know I'm going to fight for, for my sisters. I'm going to fight, even if I don't know how to punch, even though my guy is supposed to be teaching me how to box, you know, so. Switching to the NBA, one of the biggest questions out of NBA All-Star was, and this was asked to LeBron James, who was going to be the next face of the league? 
Now, some of the answers we heard were Anthony Edwards or SGA, Shea Gildress Alexander, or Luka Doncic. But here's my answer. It is Victor Webanyama. Now, some of y'all might think I'm crazy because this man is just a rookie, but I will tell you why I believe it is Victor. This started a long time ago when I sat at the desk with Woj, who multiple times said that this is the greatest prospect in the history of basketball, Victor Webanyama. Then fast forward to NBA All-Star, where he was on stage with Commissioner Adam Silver promoting NBAI, literally on stage. I think Adam Silver would want the face of the league there, right? The future face of the league to galvanize a lot of the tech nerds. I love tech nerds. And then, I mean, I know this was kind of a subliminal, but right out of right after All-Star, who's the next face of Louis Vuitton? The, there's only two people that are the faces of Louis Vuitton in the NBA. LeBron James has that deal, and so does Victor Webanyama. They literally put a billboard up in San Antonio, y'all. San Antonio of Victor. I don't understand. All of, all of his clothes have to be custom, but still, I think there's another subliminal there. And then now, I think we keep getting these reminders with his latest 5x5 five five game. And speaking of that 5x5 five five game, he had 27 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 blocks, and 5 steals. That is Victor Webanyama, y'all. He is the youngest player in NBA history to have such a game. Just the 15th time a 5x5 five five game has ever been recorded. He also became the first player to have a triple-double with blocks and multiple three-pointers in a single game. I mean, this is a play straight out of Space Jam. Victor extending, ball above the rim. Here, he's got the sauce in his game to pass. Once he gets that going, he'll be a different level. But this was the moment where he arrived. His block versus Giannis in clutch time. We never see those things. He didn't back down versus Joel Embiid. Victor Webanyama is the next face of the NBA. And like, come on! Behind the back, one thing that Woj has said is that every time Victor touches the ball, you're gonna see something that you have never seen before. Now, there are two criteria to become the face of the league, in my opinion. First, you have to want to be it, and then two, you have to win. Because winning means that you are living up to everything that means legacy in the NBA, like passing the baton. Michael won, Kobe won, LeBron won, now you have to win. And that's the biggest obstacle for Victor Webanyama because we don't know how soon he'll win in the near future. But still, there's a want to be that star. And he is controlling what he can control, at least statistically. And I know a lot of people are like, it's Chet for Rookie of the Year. Starting off the season, I was oscillating. I was going, you know, I was tipping on both sides like, okay, Chet plays and is impactful for a better team, but Wemby, his numbers are wild. But I feel like the divide with Wemby's numbers keep blowing our mind. And one thing I love about Victor is he does not back down to any challenge. Now, he has not won games. I don't think they're designed. Their plan is not to win games, clearly. But he does not back down, and he's given us so many great signature moments. So I think that the future face of the league is Victor Webanyama. Now, he does have to win to really certify that status. But if Commissioner Adam Silver has him on stage, if Louis Vuitton is throwing him deals, if he's taking every interview, if he's giving us multiple highlights, if he actually wants to be it, he can own it. It's time for my favorite segment. I mean, we only have one, but it's all good. Hot or not, where I dive into the hottest topics and I'll tell you whether they're hot or they're not. Hot or not, the Miami Heat fight versus the New Orleans Pelicans. 
So watch this right here. Zion gets the ball. There's a hard foul by Kevin Love. And then everybody starts fighting. Everyone starts tussling. Now the NBA just came out with their suspensions. Jimmy Butler and Najee Marshall got one game suspensions. Look at this. I mean, the mosh pit, like, this is real. By the way, I don't know if you caught it earlier. Jimmy Butler, he covered ground going from, like, the near baseline all the way to, like, half court. More suspensions, uh, Thomas Bryant, Jose Alvarado, Nikola Jovic, people leaving the bench. Look, hot or not, this is not, and I'll tell you why. Even though the Miami Heat want the smoke, even though the Pelicans showed us a very great lesson that they have Zion Williamson's back, I love that because they need him there. He's been balling lately. This is not because after all of this melee, Zion had the nerve to go out and say, well, I mean, I don't know, like, Kevin Love didn't, I didn't feel bad about the foul. Like, he was trying to protect me. So we got on, into all of this after Zion went and said, well, Kevin Love did nothing wrong. <laughs> it's all good. The bigger picture here is that the Pelicans are riding for their superstar. I think there's been a lot of pressure on them, a lot of pressure on Zion, and clearly the team has his back. So, but this is not. Zion, come on, man. <laughs> Read the room. Hot or not, Omale, the amazing Nigerian artist, calls a man's girlfriend on stage and has this moment with her. Now, if you've been following this on social media, it's been taken over Twitter. Would you be okay if your significant other went on stage and did this? The answer is a hard no. Look, me, I have this rule. When I'm in a relationship, which I currently am, I would never, ever accept an invitation to go on stage. I'm going there with my guy. But what happened, what ensued when she said yes, which by the way, she's put out, I think on TikTok, her version of things. Like this, I feel like I should be covering the screen. Like this is too much. <laughs> no, so this is not. Look, to each their own. I know she just came out and put out her version of things where she said, hey, I had a conversation with my guy and said, this is one of my favorite artists. I'm gonna go on stage if he does call me out because this is something he does at all of his shows. Which by the way, great promo for the show. Like, I am never getting on stage with any person, period. I mean like, if I do go on stage, I'm bringing him with me. This literally happened to me. I was working the Houston Rockets game. It was amazing, it was Nigerian night. I had to do some work and go meet Burna Boy backstage right after he finished his performance. Guess who I brought? I brought my man with me backstage because that's how we roll. I'm not leaving him and going on stage and doing <laughs> hot or not true detective night country, the limited series. I'm going to say hot. Now this is an HBO series off of a franchise of true detective, which most people watch season one with Matthew McConaughey. It was really good. Now it took some years. We're back. And it's like the opposite, right? From like Louisiana, the sweltering South to now we're in Alaska learning about the Inupiaq culture with women that are bosses that are running the police department and a series of murders that need to be solved. And like, I never in my life thought I'd be saying the word corpsicle, but there's a corpsicle a corpse popsicle. It's wild. But this gets a full hot status just because, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finished. The ending was, was straight heat. Episodes five and six, by the way, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Loved how episode five ended. What Hank's son had to do, it didn't really make sense, like the cleanup job, but like making that decision, I was like, whoa, I jumped up out of my bed, right? Episode six, 
brought everything together. I would say it was difficult in the beginning, episodes one through four, because there was so much going on. Like you're trying to understand the science of the Salal uh, station, the scientific station. You're also trying to understand the role of the mind. Then there's connections to season one of True Detective. And then you're trying to understand what the impact is on the women in the community. I mean, they're talking about stillbirths, they're talking about poisoning, they're talking about cancer. And then you're trying to get these characters between Danvers and Navarro, which by the way, one of my all time favorite characters, Navarro. New to the acting scene, Shout out to her, she's like a, a boxing champion. And then transitioning into this iconic role, I love Navarro, I love her seeking out her name. Uh, I love the idea of mysticism because it brought a cultural impact to learning about the Inupiat culture, the native indigenous culture of the North. And so yeah, like the way that it ended, it, I love the stance on the end of women handling their business, taking ownership of their community and doing the job that needed to be done. I mean, technically they didn't do it because they just put them out for, is it Sedna? Which by the way, like that story arc of Sedna. And uh, yeah, so technically they didn't do it. They just gave them to Sedna. But yeah, I just love the, the many different intricacies that were wound together in a, you know, I guess, I don't wanna say the word is empowering, but like I'm staying on business type of way to end the season. So it gets a hot. Clippers, they have a new brand, hot or not. I'm giving the Clippers brand hot because it's clean, it's crisp, and let's be real, they need a new identity. I mean, for so long, they have been considered, I guess you like in the shadow of the Los Angeles Lakers. They have yet to be in NBA Finals. They have yet to win an overall championship. Now they have a new arena. Now they have a new shot and now they have new fits, they're suited and booted. So I like how it looks clean. At first I was like, what is this logo? What is it? Like, I couldn't understand. And then our team here at Plays TV and Victorious said it was a homage to the nautical type of identity that originally brings up the name Clippers. And so I saw it, and I was like, okay, I can see that. So I think it's a clean aesthetic. I think it's cool. I think this year, if they're able to make it to the Western Finals and make a bang, you know, make a splash or a bang, you know, <laughs> bang, 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 make a really big splash, you know, uh, tying to their nautical ties, this overall is a good new era that they are stepping into. So they are hot, the rebrand is hot. All right, that's it for the Chanae Show. Wow, we are too deep, baby. Thank you again for all of the support through our launch. And I wanna know, please mention in the comments section here what you guys want us to feature, whether it is a big topic or some hot topics. Maybe you'll make the show. Again, our show is always on Players TV and all over my YouTube channels. I love y'all so much and I will see you again very soon.